Max stared at the fading embers through the red-gold screen of Julia's curls. The night was so quiet, he could hear her soft, drawn breaths as her back caressed his chest, then sighed away. There were no words to describe his new happiness. Finally, he was complete for the first time in his life, and though Julia came from a world away, one filled with old-school ties and yacht clubs, Mac recognized and appreciated the part she played in this now-perfect equation. He had whisked Julia out of Las Cruces to this remote rendezvous, plied her with wine and food, then taken her to bed. But instead of the long, lazy loving he planned, the moment their lips met the pace accelerated and took on an urgency that thrust them together until each seemed lost in the other's passion. Afterward, Julia had clung to him until she fell asleep, and now she lay curled inside the protection of his arms, her hand strangling his in a death grip. Mac kissed the nape of her neck, relishing the cool slide of her skin beneath his lips, then gathered her closer into his curve as a lazy tickle of desire stirred. He shut his eyes and silently groaned. Why hadn't he told Julia about Emmeline Pierce when they first met? Explained his broken engagement, gotten it out of the way, There was no one to blame but himself for his cowardly omission, which now would require a major announcement, accompanied by a string of reasons for his failure to mention this woman. Max shook the thought away. He was blowing things out of proportion. After all, his relationship with Emmeline was finished, part of the distant past. When he heard the first low rumbling in half-sleep, a sound as familiar as the rush of the stream outside his bedroom window, Max scrunched beneath the covers, sure that in the next few minutes he would hear the beginning ping of raindrops against the tin roof above his bed. A flash and sharp crack followed by the first cold freshet preceding the descending storm brought him to, and he shook Julia awake. We've got to get out of here. Try to make it to the car. Too many tall trees. Perfect lightning rods. Mac pushed his way out of the sleeping bag, toward his discarded clothing just as the advanced squall line picked up the camp stools and tumbled them to one side of the clearing. Hurry, it's a big one! He started to retrieve the stools, but realized time was running out. In the next flash, Max saw Julia dressed and trying to hang on to the wildly flapping sleeping bag. No, no time, head for the car. That way, I'm right behind you. He was shouting over the roar of the wind and hoped she understood. When he saw her veer toward the narrow cut in the rocks, he hurried to follow. There was still a difficult descent ahead. Even though the four-wheel drive was less than half a mile away, The drop to the parking area was almost vertical, and the path composed of slippery shale. Bad enough to negotiate in dry weather, but treacherous and wet. Lightning strobed the forest in almost continuous flashes, allowing Mac to monitor Julia, who was several yards ahead. He saw her slip twice, then slide, and was flooded with relief each time she rose and plunged onward.